Memphis, welcome to the weekend. Welcome to Friday. Welcome to Memphis Flyer Radio. I am your host, Toby Sales, news editor over here at Memphis Flyer. Over at the Memphis Flyer. Your alternative news weekly based right here in good old Memphis, Tennessee, USA. Happy to be here on the airwaves of WYXR, your crosstown radio. 91.7 FM, and we are available anywhere in the world. You get your podcasts. Look us up. We've got a great big green logo with an air traffic control tower and the, and the flyer's totally friendly little paper airplane. Here's this week's installment of How to Speak Midtowner, the part of the show where we help you learn how to speak like a midtowner. I never leave the parkways. <laughs> Unless it's to get vaccinated, you know, uh, or, or to go to Target. Uh, or to occasionally go to Costco every weekend. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> 38104, son. This has been this week's installment of How to Speak Midtowner. You're welcome. Now, I caused a little confusion last week. Uh, I said in the intro of the show last week, I said that we, the Flyer staff, were going to do the world's very first audio selfie. I messed up. I did not explain what in the heck an audio selfie was, and then I didn't tell y'all when in the show I was going to unveil this brilliant, groundbreaking piece of radio. Uh, folks heard it and thought YXR was playing a part of a meeting, and, uh, and maybe they weren't supposed to, and uh, so some folks called, concerned, don't blame them, thank you very much. So, the next time I introduce innovative radio in the future... I'll set it up right, and I'll tell you about it before, so thank you and pardon me. It's been a nice week around good old Memphis, I think. It's been hot, but it ain't been that Memphis heat we all know and love and sweat. But uh, some of the smoke from the wildfires out west in Canada made it to Memphis this week. That's crazy. It was enough for the health department to issue an air quality warning here. Golly. The bridge is still closed. Boo. But the bust of Nathan Bedford Forrest is out of the Tennessee State Capitol building. Who, Ray? I mean, holy smokes, what? why did that take so long? Well, I, I guess we know, but uh, burgers, burgers, burgers. We're in the heat of Memphis Flyer Burger Week. Go pick up an issue of the Flyer this week, flip to the Burger Week section in the middle, and you can find a long list of Memphis area restaurants that will offer you, you, dear reader and listener, a burger for $5.99. For the Burger Week issue, the Flyer staff flew all over Shelby County trying burgers from different restaurants. That's a tough gig, right? Uh, well, you can find all of our burger blurbs in the Flyer this week, and you can hear uh, from our staffers about those burgers a little later on this here radio program. Speaking of hard gigs, our Grizzlies writer, Amy Stigemeyer, went to see the new Space Jam movie. She's going to tell us what she thinks, and I'm interested to hear what a total basketball nerd thinks about, well, <laughs> this completely absurd movie. Uh, Jesse Davis, our editor, joins us to talk burgers, of course, but also to talk about why he does not believe the Chinese military is moving into Canada to attack the United States. Oh, and he'll talk about internet rumors. We'll have news and the memory net, of course, and we'll slice some choice cuts 
from our events calendar, the finest events calendar in all of Memphiana, to help you get your weekend together. All right, I think that's going to do it. Let me check the original Space Jam website from 1992. That, yep, that's everything. Okay, here we go. We're going to start the show this week just like we do each and every week with a look down the totally A-OK streets of the Memranet. That's Memphis on the Internet. Uh, the first one, this checks out. Now, this is great. By now, you've seen that memeified photo of Timothy Chalamet, Wes Anderson, Tilda Swinton, and Bill Murray. Uh, you've seen this meme, and I absolutely love the memfified version of this meme. Uh, this one is from Mad Molecule over on Twitter. Uh, he says, ooh, I got one. So uh, the, the young one, the Timothy Chalamet character, that's the Daily Helmsman. Uh, Wes Anderson, they're looking very nice uh, and dapper, maybe a little stodgy, is the commercial appeal. Uh, Tilda Swinton, who's supposed to be the cool one, uh, that's the Daily Memphian. And uh, down here at the end, you got Bill Murray wearing a Hawaiian shirt, shorts, and a funny hat. Well, that's us, the Memphis Flyer. We fully accept this award. And on behalf of all of us here at the Flyer, thank you, Mad Molecule. A Tale of Two City Statues. Uh, this was posted to Twitter by Jack46 Judith. Two photos side by side. The first shows the brand new statue of Ida B. Wells arriving here in Memphis. And then the second photo shows the statue of Robert E. Lee as uh, it's leaving Charlottesville, Virginia. Having a look at the week that was... This is a story co-published with MLK50. Many Memphians were among the 39 million U.S. families eligible for a federal child tax credit of up to $3,600 per child that will be paid directly to them in monthly installments through the end of the year. Experts said they expect the influx of the child tax credit money to dramatically help black families in Memphis, where the child poverty rate is 40% for black children and 35% for children overall. That's the second highest in the nation for large cities. That direct infusion of money will in turn boost the local economy with an initial impact of at least $234 million. Shelby County Mayor Lee Harris nominated Dr. Michelle Taylor to be the next director of the Shelby County Health Department. The nomination came after the March resignation of former director Elisa Househalter amid a state investigation of wasted COVID-19 doses and untidy vaccine record-keeping. Dr. Lasagna Hall has been serving as interim director, and if approved by the Shelby County Commission, Taylor could start her job on August 2nd. Americans spent 10% less on food during the COVID-19 pandemic and economic recession of 2020, according to new federal data. And citizens spent almost 8% of their disposable incomes on food during the pandemic, and that's the lowest in 60 years, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Restaurants took the biggest hit as Americans spent 22% less of their incomes on dining out. They spent about 1.5% more on food at home from stores. State Rep. Bruce Griffey, a Republican from Paris, filed legislation recently that will ask Tennesseans on a ballot what they think about legalizing marijuana. This is not a ballot initiative. It's a poll. It's non-binding, which means that if every single Tennessean votes yes, nothing happens. The non-binding nature of the poll brought criticism of Griffey's move. State Rep. Johnny Ray Clemens, a Democrat from Nashville, tweeted, This is the type of bill you introduce when you don't have the courage as a legislator or a party to do what's right. They don't hesitate to discriminate against kids, 
limit voting rights, or give anyone a handgun, but legalizing marijuana is a bridge too far. Memphis is one of eight sites for a new study that could broaden blood donor eligibility for men who have sex with men. In April 2020, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration deferred a man who had sex with another man from donating blood for three months following his most recent sexual contact with another man. The aim of the policy is to reduce the risk of infection, including HIV, from reaching the blood supply. The Assessing Donor Variability and New Concepts and Eligibility Study, the advanced study, could base donation decisions on individual risks rather than the blanket three-month deferment. Jesse Davis, you know him. He's our editor over here at the Memphis Flyer. This week, you wrote in your column that you don't believe that the Chinese army is in Canada. Why not? Well, first and foremost, that seems like it would take a lot of coordination. Right. You've got to get the Chinese government involved. You've got to get Canada involved. <laughs> right. And, and also, the rumor I heard is that they are waiting... President Biden's order to descend from Canada. So that's that's three governments involved to do something that I don't I don't know that a land war in North America really benefits Canada or the United States or China. So who who profits from this is right. my question. And kind of the overarching thing here is this is just one of those things that has just started on the internet and it's spread out there. That's what you wrote about this week. It's, it's rumors and lies and, and the, way, the way we talk to each other now. That's kind of what you wrote about, right? Yeah, absolutely. Anytime there's new technology invented, it sort of changes the way we communicate with each other. And so social media has certainly done that. And it is a realm that just about everyone has access to. And it's not really regulated. And I, I don't mean to say that as I'm someone who just loves rules and regulations. But there are rules about how we conduct ourselves in the, the public sphere. And we haven't really agreed on those rules for much of the internet particularly things like like Facebook and Twitter. They have they have a user agreement. I mean, you can't go into any restaurant and just behave exactly how you want. That's uh, right. You know. Right. I can't just say a bunch of crazy things in my column that are untrue without consequences. Right. And and the, those laws haven't been written for for social media yet. One thing I referenced in my column was a study from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT. Mhm. They looked at more than 100,000 rumors spread on Twitter. And inaccurate false news rumors spread six times faster and were 70% more likely to be seen by more than 1,000 people right. than, than verifiable facts. And I think some of, some of the, the people on the study said that they thought that it's because that sort of thing is novel. And so maybe it just sticks in your brain a little more. It's, it's kind of exciting. Right. So I'm, I'm just suggesting that when you hear like some really, really bonkers stuff online... Just just look it up before you share it or retweet it or whatever. It is Burger Week. Uh, this will be Friday. This is the tail end of Burger Week. We Flyer has partnered with a bunch of restaurants, and you can go out and get some pretty great, inexpensive burgers all over town. So for this assignment, we went out and we found some really great burgers all over Memphis and Shelby County. Adam came back and wrote about them, and uh, we're going to hear some of those later in the show. But, uh, but what did you think about the Burger Week cover, man? 
I think it's gorgeous. Justin Foxberg's does great work. That's the Bishop Burger from Bishop and Central Hotel. And I love love the design there. The, the knife plunged into the burger. Yeah. So go check out the burger cover and all of our blurbs in there that'll uh, help you find the best burgers. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Everybody go, go eat some burgers. Uh, tip well. Tell them the Memphis Flyer sent you. Everybody loves Burger Week. At least everyone on the Flyer editorial team seems downright hungry to devour a burger and write about the experience for this annual cover story. And why shouldn't they be? Hamburgers are the black t-shirt of American cuisine. They go with almost everything. Whatever your palate, you can dress them up or down to your taste or even eschew the meat if that uh, floats your burger boat. This roundup of 10 Bluff City burgers run the gamut from the classic to the most gourmet of garnishes. Wet your appetite with these helpings of hamburger and then pick up a Memphis Flyer for a full list of the Burger Week specials available all around town. Consider this list your burgerific guide. The Steakhouse Burger at RP Tracks. Proud loser of the Best Burger in Memphis Award for what, 30 years now? That's the text on an advertisement RP Tracks ran in this publication a few months back, poking fun at the fact that they've never made it to the top in the Flyers' Best of Memphis Best Burger category. That may well be true, but their burgers are the business. The standard RP burger is a good go-to if you're looking for a classic. Eight-ounce Angus patty and your choice of cheese, alongside a setup of lettuce, tomato, onion, and pickles. But don't stop there. The bacon cheddar and jalapeno burgers are both solid choices, but being a fungi fanatic, I opt for the steakhouse. A thick, juicy beef patty is topped with grilled red onions and mushrooms, covered with melted gouda shreds, and sandwiched in a potato bun. You can add the fixings to it if you'd like, but with or without the extras, you're going to need to take a tip from Guy Fieri and do the hunch. Cradle it from underneath to hold it all together, tilt your head to the side, and open wide to get all that goodness in one bite. Any of Trax burgers can be made with a Beyond Burger veggie patty, and they're served with hand-cut fries. I go for the tots, because that's how I roll. To find a burger that was a little spicier and a little less beefier, I headed on down to plant-based heat on Highland. Ralph Johnson's new restaurant brings in all the traditional flavors of Southern cooking. But the twist is, there's no meat. So for burger time, I emerged slightly cinched but none the worse for wear after diving into the spicy, fire-joint burger. The Beyond Meat patty is simply the canvas for the firestorm that follows. Jalapeno peppers? Check. Vegan pepper jack cheese and spicy mayo? Absolutely. But instead of a simply overwhelming heat wave, PBH's secret sauce, coupled with Memphis Sweet Heat barbecue sauce, brings the spice back down to a manageable level just before things get out of hand. For good measure, toss in some fresh spinach, tomatoes, and caramelized onions to round out the burger. Fresh off the grill, it sure feels like a regular burger, full of messy and greasy goodness, but the texture really is akin to biting into a regular beef patty. Even if you're a devout carnivore, like me, the fire joint will satisfy. Just maybe make sure there's a glass of water nearby. Mr. Good Burger at Roxy's Grocery. I hope you don't have any work to do this afternoon. I'm standing next to Darius Leatherwood, chef and owner of Sunlight Bistro Food Truck. We're in line at Roxy's Grocery, waiting for our orders. The cooks are presiding over a full griddle. It's lunchtime, and we're behind a big order destined for workers at nearby St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Roxy's is an uptown landmark, the kind of place you take time to talk to your neighbors. Leatherwood's been telling me about launching his food truck, 
when he asks what I ordered. I'm getting the Mr. Good Burger, the H-bomb of the Bluff City burger scene. I tell him I've got to write about it once I've eaten it. You're going to have to take a nap, he says. The Mr. Good Burger comes wrapped in a foil package that's bigger than both my fists, and I'm a bass player with long fingers. It's a double bacon cheeseburger with all the trimmings, but that generic description doesn't convey the sheer magnitude of this classic. The four strips of super thick bacon are bent double and inserted between the patties. I have to unhinge my jaw to take the first bite and blast off to carnivore heaven. They call it Mr. Goodburger for a reason. This is the platonic ideal of the two-patty griddle burger, a mixed meat masterpiece. Now I've got to lay down. The things I do for journalism. All right, let's uh, pull out the calendar here, see if we can't uh, find some stuff to help you get your weekend together. Uh, tonight, 7 o'clock, Chinese Dub Connection Embassy plays Rail Garden. Uh, tomorrow night, Saturday night, uh, 7 p.m., O'Bruni Dance Band plays out there. Show starts at 7. Tomorrow night, there's an exhibition preview for The Naked Truth, an American story in white, red, and blue. That's at the uh, Arevbu Contemporary. That's 410 South Main. It's 4 to 6 p.m. It's free with registration. And, of course, Memphis Flyer Burger Week rolls on. Enjoy a special burger at a special price from participating local restaurants. New locations added daily. Share your burger photos using hashtag Flyer Burger Week and tag an at Memphis Flyer for prizes. That runs until July 27th. Bye Bye Birdie at the Landers Center. This opens tonight and runs through August 1st. It's a musical comedy about rock star Conrad Birdie whose publicity stunt sends the wholesome enclave of Sweet Apple, Ohio into chaos. Tickets are $20. Time Warp Drive-In. Ground control to Major Tom, the cinema legacy of David Bowie. This is at Malco's Summer Drive-In. Uh, this is tomorrow night at 7.30 p.m. It's $25 per car. Movies start at dusk featuring Labyrinth, The Hunger, Absolute Beginners, and a live performance of Ziggy Stardust. Great wine performances. This is Playhouse on the Square. Tuesday, July 27th starts at 6 p.m. Trivia and wine tasting event with an under the big top theme brings 10 exciting shows to life and pairs them with 10 different wines. Tickets are $75 to $100. Watch for My Signals, an exhibition of works made from found objects by Alex Lockwood. This runs through uh, July 31st at the David Lusk Gallery. For comedy, Chris Thomas plays this weekend at Chuckles Comedy Club. Shows start at 7.30 and tickets are $20. Also, Joe Hill and friends play the Comedy Junt. This is tonight, Friday, July 23rd at 8 p.m. Hosted by LaToya Tennille and features Nadia Simon. Canoes and Cocktails, a guided sunset paddle followed by cocktails, hors d'oeuvres, yard games, and music at Hyde Lake Pavilion. This is tonight at 7 p.m. at Shelby Farms Park. Haunted Pub Crawl, knowledgeable and entertaining guides take you on an informative and humorous walking tour of downtown Memphis restaurants, bars, and taverns. Uh, this is tonight. Starts at 7.30. Uh, leaves from the broom closet down on South Main. Tickets are $25. Vonka vs. Reality, this is a stage show at Theater Works. A divorced Hollywood screenwriter is losing her grip as her career slides into middle-aged female oblivion. Desperate for work, she takes a job writing a movie. Tickets are $42 live and $25 streaming. That's over at Theater Works through July 25th. Join Peggy Riser at the Dixon Gallery and Gardens for some yoga in the morning. This is free Saturday, July 24th. Starts at 10.30 a.m. Full Moon Kayak. Paddle the Mississippi River at night. Free 30-minute kayak rental. First come, first served. Uh, also, DJ spins tune as attendees take advantage of an evening under the moon and stars, listening to good music and paddling around the harbor. This is tonight, Friday, July 23rd from 7 to 9 p.m. Leaves at the Mud Island Boat Ramp.
Amy Stigmeyer writes uh, Grizzlies for us. She's also co-owner and founding editor of All Heart in the Hoop City, which is an independently uh, produced uh, basketball blog. Is that right, Amy? Yes. And, uh, well, this week you had a great assignment, uh, sounds like, anyway. You went to see a movie. What movie did you see this week? Well, I saw uh, Space Jam, A New Legacy. Um, <laughs> I, I volunteered you... to review. I, yes, I, I decided I was going to take one for the team. Um, I believe I told Bruce it was my uh, it was an act of public service to my fellow Flyer folks because I knew that I was going to watch this movie, and I knew that just about nobody else would want to endure it. Well, so. you know, our hats off to you when somebody said that you'd volunteered and made us all breathe a sigh of relief. All right, let's go back. Uh, uh, Space Jam. There was one like in the nineties. Was like ninety two, and it had Michael Jordan 96. in it. Ninety six. Yes, okay. And and, um, and, and the, can't remember the premise there. What's the premise of the new movie? So the new movie is uh, LeBron James plays LeBron James, and. They made this more of a feel-good family thing, but basically um, getting kidnapped into an alternate realm and having to play a, ba- a game of basketball against an evil foe to win his freedom. For the mo- I mean, for the most part, that's loosely what they're both, what they're both based on. Um, if you haven't read my review, I'm going to save you something. Lower your expectations, lower them even more, then a little bit more, and you might be about around the right place. I'm not going to pretend that this is a great movie. Sure. I really enjoyed this movie, um, but th- this movie has a very narrow target audience. Absolutely, and, it, and it's, it's probably kids and, and basketball nerds, right? I mean, you know, people that want to go see yeah. LeBron on the big screen. Really, it, it's um, elementary school-age kids and uh, elder millennials who are nostalgic for the 90s, and I guess I fall into that latter category. Um, and... <laughs> And having rewatched it a couple of times in recent years, let's just go ahead and say it. The first Space Jam movie was also not good. It was not good. <laughs> uh, it, it was not good. And, but, it, but it does, but I mean, they, they did do some things in there that were, you know, interesting. And honestly, it was just a movie link commercial. It was uh, a vehicle for product placement. And this new one was kind of in the same vein. Honestly, it felt like Warner Brothers was like, hmm, what do we have in our closet of intellectual property and who can we throw in there? Which is weird because, I, I, I mean, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, The Mask, Alex and the Droogs from Clockwork Orange. I mean, that, that I, I get, like, there, was some really, there was some really weird choices in there. Oh, that's nuts. Um, All that stuff was in the movie? Yes. Whoa. Yes. There was a spectator scene, and the, the for the actual game, the spectators were essentially lots and lots of various characters throughout other uh, Warner Brothers movies. Interesting. And well, so that, that, yeah, that was the probably it, as a grown up, that was one of the more entertaining parts of the movie is to try and pick out in the crowd, like, oh, who, oh, wow, oh, we didn't think we'd see that guy there. Right. Um, now but, you, you fall into yeah. another you fall into another category too. Uh, you know, you'd say like a, you know uh, uh, older folks who remember the first one, uh, maybe uh, school age kids. But you're a basketball nerd. What did you think about uh, the basketball in the movie? It was entertaining. It wasn't exactly basketball. Um, the the premise around it was gamified. I really enjoy um, 
the characters that they incorporated, uh, the first movie incorporated some professional basketball players. This time we got a couple of NBA players and a couple of WNBA players. I, I'm a big fan of both. So as a basketball nerd, that was, that was very fun. Honestly, the movie is less about basketball and more about this weird LeBron James journey. And they, they really do manage to weave this like after school special feel through it because in this one, he is trying to save his kid. And they have this, this kind of like story within a story of LeBron wants his son to play basketball. His son wants to create video games. Oh, okay. And so like the underlying theme of this, you know, is, you know, there, there's a, you know, dads don't, don't push your kids into things that aren't them. Let them, you know, let them be them organically. I mean, there's, you know, it's, it's, it's a nice little feel good family moment. Um, the animation was good. It was it was entertaining. Uh, I I thought it was good for what it was. That's not to say it's a good movie because it is definitely not a good movie. Um, when I said lower your expectations, lower yeah, just keep them low. And, and also, it helps that I was able to watch it on HBO Max. I'm sorry, I wouldn't pay to go see this. All right, you heard it here first, folks. Right from our Grizzlies writer, Amy Stigmeyer. Amy. Thank you for going to go see this movie for us, and and thank you for your honest review of that, and uh, keep us abreast of anything that happens in the Space Jam realm or with the Grizzlies. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Toby. Folks, that's going to do it for the first half, the talk half of Memphis Flyer Radio. Stick around for the second half, the better half of the show, when our music editor, Alex Green, is going to spin you some records, tell you some tales, and sound good doing it. All right, y'all have a great weekend. Stay safe out there. Alex, take it away. Thank you. Thank you.